it was a long off season and we've got the uh you know start of the season of podcasting jitters everybody needs to to true. loosen up a little bit i think true it's the first podcast of the season isn't it yeah it's very exciting play intro music <laughs> <laughs> And this is Ben. Alright, what are we talking about today? We have some nice topics yeah. featuring violence. I don't know anything about this violence, so I won't come to You don't know anything first. about violence? Not at all, I'm a very peaceful man. But I don't know anything about the violence you got talking about, so you do, can you do that? So, Because I, I want to know. But I think this is more uh, your topic, Paul, right? So, yeah, go my, for violence is absolutely my topic, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pros and cons. No, um... <laughs> And there have been some yeah violent incidents uh, in in Berlin football again we have to say in the last recent weeks, and at the top of this uh, Alderzim Sport, a club from Berlin Liga, uh, was suspended from Berlin football, uh, so they're not allowed to play any games anymore at the moment until uh, there was like a there will be like a trial for the, uh, from the FA, and so we don't know yet if they will be allowed to play again in the league this season. May I quickly interrupt there? Is it is it is it true that they weren't suspended, but rather they refused to send referees, which kind of yes, is a different thing, but made them unable to play. Yeah, that's kind of the same. Yeah. yeah. So they refused to send any referees. The FA refused to send any referees to any of the um, any of the Aldersim Sport games. At first, also the. The the youth teams were in play, but now it only only the the first team um, can't play anymore because they don't get any referees. And I think the second team as well. Um, so was the violence directed towards referees? Then? Yes. Yes. Okay. So there there was like an incident was involved like with, with four red cards. We got four four red cards for Aldersport at the end of the game uh, against I think Berliner City. I'm not sure about that. Um, so this is actually, I mean, not normal, but that happens a lot of times in one season for Aldersim Sport. So they have been last in fair play ranking since years, I mm. think, in the whole in the whole of Berlin, not only in their league, in the whole of Berlin. Oh, wow. So they had these, they conceded these four red cards. Do we have that table on the bloody house? Down? We used to, but not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. feel like fair play in the like non-league divisions is depressing enough anyway. It but, is. Yeah. It but is. being the worst in the fifth division it must mean you're terrible. I mean, to, to be in the Berlin Liga and to be bottom of that league is actually pretty special because you see some of the tackles that are flying and like yeah. the... Yeah. Can have it. But Berlin League, you expect a bit of professionalism, you know. <laughs> That's seventh tier, guys. Yeah, after this, this incident, after these four red cards, a player of... I don't know if it was one of the players who got, got a red card, but I think so. He got uh, yeah pretty angry about that and attacked the referee. So this was written down in the report about this game. And afterwards, the FA decided to to not send any referees anymore to their games. I, they didn't say it, but I think it's also linked to the incidents before and the years before, because like I said, they already mm. had problems before with a lot of red cards, especially involving attacks to the referee, mostly verbally, but this time like also actually threatening the referee and all this stuff. 
So all the other people reacted to that and said that they suspended this player who who tried to threaten or try to attack the referee. But I think the the FA will not be like they will not be satisfied by that because I mean mm. they they still considered forward cards again. Yeah, it's yeah, not only yeah. this one player. There is like a problem within that team or within that mm. first team, especially. So yeah, which is even more weird when you consider that their their logo is actually like a peace stuff and, and it's about <laughs> bringing people together and all the stuff and they founded the club in the early 90s to bring people together and you just brought the wrong people together like maybe you know, they were the maniacs together, basically yeah <laughs> no we do have to say that the club in general did a lot of, of social activities as well i mean they did one of the i think they did the first ever international game against an iranian women's team in 2006 there okay, was a that's cool documentary about it about a Aldazespor women's team traveling to Iran and playing a game against the Iranian women's team which was the first game for an Iranian women's team after the revolution mm. after the Islamic revolution you have to imagine it's quite difficult because it's not like teams at this level can really have a massive selection policy I suppose it's kind of like you you play who wants to play for your team, but once they start displaying patterns of violence, then you're gonna have to get rid of them, right? Even I mean, if you if you do that, I mean, for example, if you have you know someone playing for a team and he's a bit you know a bit aggressive, shall we say, and maybe he, one of his mates <coughs> wants to also play in the team, which must happen, then. Um, Sorry, Wes, he's just choked on Dr. Pepper. <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? Your bit. I'm sorry, I was going... Trust me, mate. I ruined my own bits. Don't you worry about that. You get one American-style soda. <laughs> <laughs> you can't handle it. Class. Um, what was my point? Or was vague as usual, probably. No, you're making a good point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who are you going to call up? You can't like say, okay, we're not going to play You know, the three players that are constantly hacking other... other like yeah, you you would expect, I mean, you would hope that even if they say, look, we have these five players who show a pattern of violence, look, you, you just, you're out of the club. Even if that basically means they only have 10 players, you'd still hope that they do it because you want to maintain a certain standard at your club. This is what you'd hope for, but the reality is going to be a different situation because you want to be able to still field some players. You know, yeah. yeah, and this, but this also was it, was this incident that you're referring to before or after the um. MS foul incident. I was... think it was the same weekend or one weekend after. Oh, good weekend. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. No, but the thing also with with all the other sports, I mean, they do. I think I'm pretty sure they play. They pay money to their players, so they have actually. Oh, wow. okay. So they can choose. I mean, and this whole thing is it's going on for years now, so it can't be only that one player. So sure, no, they, they have been like changes to the team as well. So they have. Uh, I think that there has to be something within that first team, which is like. Causing these incidents, maybe. Mm. maybe or would also. it be like a coach or something? Because then it's also like, I don't even know where mm. that would come from. To yeah. like persist over years or. It's hard to, hard to tell, I think. Mm. But yeah, like I said, there have been incidents like this yeah. in recent years. And but it's, it's weird that it's quite a good level they're playing at. Yes. Yeah. yes. Usually, the higher you get, the less people yeah. bother themselves with referees. But it's a good point that Dave makes as well because, you know, the mention of the coach, because you can see there is a direct correlation between, you know, idiot or like aggressive coach and aggressive football clubs. Sure, of course there sure. is. And if you have a coach who is just takes a very strict stance against that, it's like, no, it's not going to happen, then actually probably will cut out. 
I mean, it might take a couple of, couple of years, but you will see a decline. Yeah. I mean, there's no way a coach who is all in a fair play is going to have uh, players in his team who are getting like four red cards. Obviously, this was an extreme incident, but again, it's it's not away from the trend of, of yeah. how they usually um, how they usually play football. But I also think sometimes at like the top level, there are players that you know are walking red card. Like if Sergio yeah. Ramos is playing, you, yeah. you know, he, it's like you flip a coin and he'll, he'll probably pick up some kind of card. Yeah. Or like, you know, Diego Simeone's uh, athletic team, like mm-hmm. someone's getting at least like two or three cards yeah. during that match. Yeah. 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 I often wonder though, I mean, I was at a game um, last weekend, it was um, Heinersdorf against whomever I forget now, and whomever I forget now, and they were basically... Ruben's favourite team, yes, whomever exactly. I forget now. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, It wasn't, I would suggest, an aggressive game or a violent game of football, but there was always that underlying tone of aggression just throughout the game one player had to go off because he got a kick he got an elbow or something to the back of the head and he was bleeding there was just aggression on the pitch all the time and sometimes i feel that it's just used as an excuse i am playing football therefore i have you know it's it's somehow inherent to the game especially certainly amateur football that i am now allowed to be more aggressive aggressive or or take out some of my aggression and I find that a weird concept. Okay, I'm a terrible footballer, but even when I would play football, I think it's a strange thing. It's violence, just for violence sake, you know? The way people scream at each other and the way people really go for it, it's just, it's not normal, I would say, to behave that way. And it's put, I would say sometimes it's put on for the sake of doing it because though it's an easy excuse to make, you do, if you see in football, you kind of feel it's more acceptable. So when you when you mention Ramos, this is why I'm kind of linking it between those two things, Dave. Yeah, I think the way it's refereed in Germany, though, like also that should help like, these sorts of incidents not happen, right? Because it's you can't really get away with hmm. my my experience in the amateur Berlin game. <laughs> can't you can't get away with thing with tackles here that you in hmm. certainly in England you could definitely get away with. Was he just morphing into one of the older British dudes who's just like, in my day, you put a child in the head in the stands and then still play the second half. The game's gone, Max. Game's gone. Game's gone. <laughs> no, but, you know, it's, it's for the better, I would say. Yeah. But so, uh... You don't want to go back to the days of Sooners, mate. No, you won't. Animal. Fill me in on what was the MS file. No mania. It's just been discussed on a previous... No, no, it's just yeah, part of the same. Actually, a similar incident. I think that's why they're also pretty tough on all Delsim Sport now, because it's like okay. two incidents against referees, you know, because he said that the, that refer- means the referee would think is quite good against, like, showing of violence and mm. very violent tackles, but the thing is, like, there might have been two cases of where even threatened violence or violence against referees now. Mm. And this MS4 Normania, I think it was a away game of Normania, the, the referee was attacked by an away fan of Normania. So, so the, the, the referee was attacked by this away fan of Normania by, I think he, he kicked some kind of, I don't know how this, these things are named, like these red little hütchen in German. Oh, the cones? Yeah, the cones. Yeah. Like, and he was. He came at him with a cone. He kicked his, yeah, he kicked <laughs> his cone at him. So I don't know why, but anyway, so he kicked this thing at him, 
And the referee, he he stopped the game. You know, he abandoned the game. Sounds reasonable. And then the, <laughs> the, the yeah. <laughs> did he kick the cone or were he attacked? He kicked it. It was in the in the press. It was. Uh, ah, that's not so bad. He kicked yeah. it. I don't know what happened. Yeah. So maybe something happened before because afterwards the the players uh, tried to attack the referee. The players were money. Yeah. Um, so they they shouted at him or something like this. They verbally attacked him. That's it. And then yeah. So in the end, they got like three or four red cards. I don't know something mm. as well, but the game was—I mean, it was anyway four-one for the opponent. But mm. in the end, it was like a six-zero by decision of oh, yeah. yeah. But the response from the Nomania, whoever owner or whatever, that was all right because he would really. He really did come out and say, you know, this is really not what we stand for, and he yeah. immediately, I think, suspended yes. the suspended. three yes. players involved. Yeah. So this is again. If you combine those two incidents, you know, if something like that happens, you have to have a really harsh dance yeah. and say, this is not who we are. We're not going to attract this sort of players. Otherwise, you know, other players from, what are they called? What are you pronounce yeah. this? Al Desi. And we'll just move straight to Nomania and yeah. that'll be a terrible situation for yeah, everyone. You don't want MS Foul Nomania turning into MS 13 Nomania. <laughs> 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 I apologize, everyone. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's always about how, how you react to these things. A kid got banned from my high school team because he told the opposition he was going to bomb their boss on the way. Was that September 12th he, of 2008? He was, he was 13 years old and he got banned from the school team for the whole year. <laughs> but, no, no, so yeah, he should be taken seriously. My <laughs> God, that's, that's yeah, special. Like, that's Andy West. <laughs> <laughs> That's a segment right there. Yeah. Bloody hell! Bloody hell, mate. Should we do a really small bit just to draw the line under this tennis Borussia shit? Because uh, it's done. Yeah, just oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've, yeah, we've yeah. covered it a fair bit. Yeah. yeah. We your, also, your article was really well received, so just to finish. And also, it's combined with their good form this season. Yeah. So, yeah, they've, yeah. Only, they've drawn one and one all the others. Right? Exactly. I mean, they're yeah. sitting. Top by, I mean, like four points four top or points, something. something yeah, yeah. But it's a nice start of the season. Don't want to jinx it or anything, but it's looking good. Yeah. To be honest. And yeah, probably the, one of the best times to be a, a fan of TB right now. I mean, they're actually playing really well and they won the club back. Yeah. So. And they won, was it 7 0? 9 0. Was it 9 0? That's a good game. Yes, it was, it was amazing. They were up like by three goals after 10 minutes. And I think. Ludwig Felder, which was our opponent. LFC, the LFC, they call themselves. Uh, the Liverpool of... They are yeah. red and white, and they have a big like LFC at the back of their shirt. They deserve, yeah. deserve to lose 9-0 then. <laughs> <laughs> they probably did. So they didn't even want one tackle, I think, in the first 40 minutes or something like this. It was, it was an amazing game of football. Yes. But where they sit in the league, this LFC? They were like ninth or 10th. Okay. They were in the middle of the table, so not really, like, really, really low down. Yeah. Like, Table. They have a really interesting coach, Fergen Klopp, who's really <laughs> pushing the levels of how they're playing. Oh, man. But yeah, it's a nice base that have a bit of form, good season. Yeah, Yems, Yems is officially gone. But still the sponsor, CrunchFit. Still the sponsor, and I guess that's just like as long as um, <laughs> the contract still exists, you yes. know, he's going to keep paying, um, and he... You know, they recently had their uh, most recent uh, membership meeting, like all, all all board meeting or whatever, general meeting, and mm. he didn't even show up, you know, and said beforehand, like, hey, I'm accepting this. Mm. Um, 
And the entire board that was voted in was all fan-friendly, so it seems like the uh, Caravan of Love has made its final stop, which is our hearts, and they're wow. on the way to winning the league, or, I mean, they are still two base, I'm sure they'll find a way on the field to <laughs> mess things up, but at right now, it feels really good, and definitely uh, kudos to their fans. It's really yeah, exciting. true. Maybe next season they'll have the, the, the purple and white back rather than the purple and gold. Though, mm. though I have to say, the purple and gold does look cool. It does look cool. It does look cool. I'm sorry. And I know that the Lila Weiser, but the shorts are still white. The purple and gold looks cool. It stands out a little bit, you know? It looked cool until you realize the personality of, yeah, of Red Litter, whatever he's called. Because yeah. you understand what's happening there. He's like obviously like a maniac and he's like obsessed with himself and power and glory. But the color combination looks okay. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. I'll give him that. Yeah. It gets that one thing. Okay. <laughs> And I'm also interested in which club he will sponsor afterwards. I'm really interested in that, actually. Probably LFC. I'm sure he will sponsor some team in Berlin, and I'm already, like, keen on knowing who will be. He's going to go to BFT, man. Maybe, maybe. Oh, he one, one time he tried, he was in a, in a training camp with, with um, TV. I don't know which country it was, maybe Turkey or something. So, and he, he met up with uh, Ali Han from Melina Akar. The, the big sponsor of Berliner Arcade. Oh, God. Yeah. The president as well, of course. And so he, he spoke to him and then he referred to it afterwards that he might uh, he might merge the two clubs, uh, TV and, and Berliner Arcade. I don't know what, what, what Ali Han thought about it. I, he's I mean, actually a decent guy, so I don't really think that he... <laughs> The Facebook friend request is still pending yes. <laughs> on that one. <laughs> So I, I'm really keen on what, what our plans next, or if he tries to get involved with spreading our car. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he, he looks like it's physically impossible for him to learn a lesson, so I think he probably <laughs> will try to do this again. But, like, I'd imagine it's just like, okay, you spent a lot of money, hmm. you were really embarrassed, everybody hated you, like, you kind of made the news for being an idiot. Hmm. It must have cost him so much money. Are any more people going to fucking mm. crunch fit because of this? Yeah. I would be shocked. Yeah. Like, just <laughs> cut your massive losses mm. and keep running a mediocre gym. Like, what's the point? <laughs> he just needs to find a club that's just full of Berlin's. And then he's yeah. sorted. If you can find a club full of the fans of Berlin's, the players, the managerial stuff, and then he's sorted, man. Then just... I'm going to keep <laughs> Shots almost fired. That's right. We're extremely close to having drama. That's, that's all, all the makings of a good podcast. I've got some ideas, but I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> Tune in in 12 months and we maybe come back to this. Alright, okay. Bloody hell! Bloody hell, mate. Leipzig's well, be away. Okay, so I was at the most infamous derby in all of German football. If you believe people who say that. You, Dave. Me, right now. Oh, those two massive books. Those two massive books. This is this is my style. I go to a city for a, a wild soccer weekend and come back with scoliosis-inducing books. Yeah. <laughs> so, they, they look like very good books. Feel free to plug them if you want, mate. They're uh, very nice books. Yeah, uh, okay. I met up with a Lock fan, uh, Matthias Löffler, who was kind enough to give me a couple of his books, one of which actually just won uh, the like Sporting Book of the Year award from the uh, Berlin, no, not Berlin, like German 
uh, Sports Cultural Stiftung or some shit. My plug should be better informed. I apologize. I think it's in fitting with the entire podcast, so I think you're fine, mate. <laughs> anyway, great book. Not all of us are strong enough to lift it, so bring a friend if you get it. If you uh, are your arms or then it's mine. But, um... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, so the, the Derby is something I've always wanted to go to between uh, Lokomotiva Leipzig and Chemie Leipzig, the uh, kind of, sort of, former DDR greats who their history is really confusing because they've been around before uh, the Cold War even and have had a million names and been restructured a million times on both clubs and, and both of them were actually kind of recently reformed. Um, but the recent iterations of the Derby are like known for being extremely intense, the clubs hate each other, and then Chemi have a kind of left-wing fan culture, and Lok has had a bunch of incidents in the recent past where they have far-right fans. Uh, To their credit, they've done a decent enough job in the past year or two where like their own ultras have forced some of those people out, uh, and the club has been a bit better, but like you know, some of the shit, and also that, I mean, to me, I'm kind of more interested in the politics of it all uh, than, like, the match itself, obviously, Mm. you know, I love me a good fourth division game, but you know what you're going to watch on the field probably isn't going to be the best thing in the world, especially in this case, what sucked about it was um, the police, uh, because of uh, what happened a couple of derbies ago, where both of the fan uh, bases were lobbing pyro and shooting rockets at one another, uh, and like the game had to be stopped repeatedly. Um, they wanted to cut the away fan allotment of tickets in half, and then the look fans were just like, well, no, we're not going then. So mm. a derby with only one of the teams, mm. uh, you know, it had a great atmosphere, but it felt more like, a, you know, a party for the Shemi fans than a tense thing. Uh, so I thought it was a boycott. I thought it was an actual complete ban. I didn't know if it was a boycott. Yeah, so, and it's also funny because these numbers are so small anyway, where, like, mm. um, I think the, the 10% allotment would have been... 500 fans and the saxony police said uh no you can't bring more than 250 um which is cutting it in half you Mm. know uh so rightfully so they they said no we're not doing this um and it is it's like i think the police just don't really want to deal with it you think there's like a chance for fan violence instead of addressing any of the root causes of that or just policing it to say no just don't come i think is a bit of a cop out from the police Especially, like, yeah, thousand people. Yeah, I mean, if you can police, like, a Bundesliga match, you can police a, you know, a fourth a regional league match. Yes, you might need to have a heavy police presence, but, but, but do it. Yeah. Can we assume that the other Leipzig team were not playing at the same time? Uh, the uh, marketing front, <laughs> the Austrian marketing <laughs> fucking charade, uh, they played the day before. I love the venom in your voice when you say that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The I mean, fucking... Leipzig in the <laughs> Yeah, I, well, I, they all, like, because I talked with fans with both clubs, and they also mentioned that it does seem like, you know, back in the day before um, Red Bull were around, there are probably maybe 10,000 people who like are just casual fans of the sport who would show up to that, who now are like the same type of people who are like, Oh, the Bundesliga is on. Um, and the city kind of has their big sporting thing. There's not really going to be much trouble there. 
it's a lot easier to just say, no, we mm -hmm. have a Bundesliga team than to say, okay, we're going to invest a ton of money in making sure this fourth mm -hmm. division uh, derby goes okay. Um, That's appalling. Yeah, it's pretty appalling. It's I mean, really, it's... <laughs> yeah, so everybody was pissed about it. Um, you know, all the fans want wanted away fans to be there. Um, and, I mean, so the, you know... The atmosphere, I think, was way different than it could and should have been. It was still really cool. Uh, like, the stadium was sold out. The Shemi fans were really up for it. And even though Shemi just came up this year and, look, were tied uh, for first and undefeated, Shemi, like, totally outplayed them, were totally dominant, um, controlled the match uh, and won 2 nil. And their, like, second goal is one of the nicer goals I've seen in a while. Mm -hmm. So... It was just like a big old green and white party instead of, uh, you know, I was hoping to like barely survive a stabbing uh, <laughs> and to be able to say that and convert that into like a couple social media points, but instead <laughs> I just had to watch a fun game. So that was disappointing. Just got stabbed. Hashtag dying. Yeah. It's always, it's always oh man, three retreats. Oh. <laughs> As a journalist, I'm surprised you don't miss already, but you know you don't have to write things that actually happen on social media. You can. Oh yeah, because obviously no one listening to this will have seen it. Mate, it was amazing. Yeah. I dodged seven, seven dodging bullets like Neo. Yeah, it was like a pretty low budget version of the Matrix. Get, get a couple of photos from the Buenos Aires derby from like two years ago. No one would know. Yeah, but just a bit of background for those who who don't. So the left wing, the right wing. Uh -huh. Who's who there, mate? Okay, so Shemi. Um, are the left-wing club, um, and they were refounded in, I think, 2009, oh, so um, and Locke, I think, in 2004, uh, because, like, the, you know, the old clubs coming out of, um, after the fall of the Berlin, Berlin Wall, like, had no money, had tons of problems, were terribly ran, so both of them were kind of refounded by fans mm. um, at the lowest level to kind of, like, bring back their glorious names and to yeah. crawl their way back up, and Shemi specifically uh like the diablos ultras group um was a massive part of their founding and part of the purpose was it to be an explicitly anti-racist anti-fascist uh fan base and then luck i'm pretty sure had an mpd member uh which is the nationalist party of germany uh far 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 right yeah. uh in their board when they first founded and the shit they did... In, I think you can just say Nazi, right? I mean... Jesus, they're Nazis. Yeah, NPDs are Nazi. Can't, I mean, it's this, not even like, yeah. are they kind of Nazis? Like, you know, are they just far right? Like the... Uh, I think maybe for background, NPD are the, are the guys that... Uh, they had a, the election slogan a few years ago was, was give gas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. basically to, to give gas. The, the, the guy was sitting on a motorbike as to give gas in German means to, you know, go fast. But of yes. course, the connotations of... Yeah, Holocaust and, and, and gas are pretty obvious. So that's how right wing that's how right they are. are. Yeah. Yeah. And so they, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, um, I, I met this dude, Matthias Luther, who was like a really nice dude, and it was nice of him to spend his time kind of telling me about the club. And also a, a colleague of mine, um, Matt Ford, big up Matt. If you, if you see this or listen to this, probably not. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> who is like a great dude and cares a lot about fan culture, but his German team is luck. Uh, and so I, you know, was talking to both of them and I, to me, like, I, it's just like, you know, you feel like you ask questions that don't totally get answered or yeah. a lot of issues get talked around where like, I do understand like you can't control 
completely who supports your club. Um, and it's a little bit exhausting if you're, you know, a club has this reputation based on a couple people, but you can be way more active about how yeah. you go about but it. But if I, if I can just interject there, mate, um, you can't support, you can't affect who supports your club, but Tom Ford is... Um, what Matt we, Ford. Matt, uh, sorry, excuse me, sorry. So he, yeah, he's from Manchester. But he chose, yeah, he chose, you can't, you know, you can, that's different. yeah, you can't choose who you support. Yeah. And that's what I find interesting. I mean, it conversations that we've had, you know, privately WhatsApp groups and stuff regarding, you know, clubs like BFC and people who you you are surprised that they support these clubs. This is a perfect example because you know going into that who supports those clubs. And for me, I'm of course not suggesting that this um, Matt Ford is in any way, of course he's not, but it's an interesting concept that you go in and, and still choose that club. Yeah, I think, I mean... I, th- I think his thing would maybe be similar to what uh, Matthias said, obviously on a totally different scale, because, yeah. you know, he got into the team, he was studying abroad in Leipzig, yeah. didn't really know the politics, and by the time he found out about it, he was already into the club. And like with Matthias saying, like, okay, you have two options, basically, you can stop supporting a team because it has Nazi fans, um, and just not go anymore. But in doing that, you give them more control within the club. That's a very valid point. Which, which, yeah, you don't want to just leave it behind to be taken over by Nazis, but I think you can also take a more active stance against it. Like, I think Shemi and Luck are two kind of examples where, like, if you're a kind of normal Luck supporter who is not uh, a Nazi or on the right even or whatever, Mm. and you just say, like, okay, that was, like, a terrible joke or I didn't like that or I don't like that these these guys go to the game or that made me a little bit uncomfortable, but like, Hey, you know, the club will maybe do something about it or I don't like this, but I'm going to hope it goes away. Mm. That's a much more passive way of dealing with it than being like Shemi and their their fan base where they're like, no, we're going to make sure everybody fucking knows we're not going to tolerate this. Mm. I'm sure there's still some racists that go to Shemi matches, but they make it a much more difficult environment for Mm. that to kind of exist and flourish. Yeah. And I think that tells a story of like what's happened in a lot of Germany, probably more so in the former DDR, where it's like, okay, we don't like this, but like it's maybe a little too much or too difficult to really unpack what this means, that there are people on the right. So instead of like expressly doing everything we possibly can to stop it and really being aggressive with it, we're going to be more passively just in disfavor of it. Mm. And that's how you have fucking, you know, neo-Nazis bubbling up in a far-right party doing really well in elections. Mm. I mean, it's also very easy for, you know, I'm not from Germany, and, like, people from, you know, the former West or Western Germany, it's also very easy to just shit on the East and call them all Nazis Mm. without really understanding what it's like to live there and stuff like that. But I think this dynamic where it's like, okay, we're really tired of everybody calling us Nazis, Mm. but also we're not going to do what it takes to actually, like, eradicate this. It's like a tough, tough place to be in. I it think. is. I don't know. Also, a really good point there. I think from my perspective, because I think me as a, as a football fan from England, we don't from certainly you know I'm, I'm from Newcastle um, or Whitley Bay. And I support Sunderland. I've just always been a fan of Sunderland. Obviously, for the past thirteen years, it's been harder because I've lived abroad. But when I was a season ticket holder, I was just a Sunderland supporter. 
and it was never that really element of right wing or left wing. It was just going there to sort of support a football club. So I never, I, I forget sometimes to think how you think, mm-hmm. you know. And the point that you made, I think, was really valid. That you can go and say, instead of sacrificing essentially your club to the right wing, you can say, okay, no, but I'm here as well, and I support this club, and I stand for something different. To really stand against what the club is known to um, to be. Well, known to be for, yeah. and that's like you're right. It's actually a an, an very an important aspect of, of being a football supporter in that sort of club. Yeah, I always forget about that. Yeah, I think uh, maybe what I found a little frustrating or disappointing, where uh, you know, you can say, okay, I want to stay and fight for my club, but I have a feeling where it's a lot more passive, or yeah. there's a lot more shrugging and saying, what what you can do, or what can you do about this, or oh, that's that's just like they're just trying to provoke you. It's like yeah, when mm. someone has a banner that says. Uh, Rudolf Hess playing on the right wing for Locke, or we are Locke murderers and fascists, or they literally form a human swastika at a youth game, or did that actually happen? That actually happened, yeah. <laughs> happened, yeah. Or they, Jesus uh, Christ, you know, one of their youth coaches, um, kind of like prods a large group of a youth team of fourteen and fifteen year olds into all giving the um, Nazi salute for a photo. Like, when these things kind of repeatedly happen, even if you think, oh, dude, that's just, like, a terrible joke, I don't really like that, um, in this context, look fucking around, you know, like, a politician just got murdered by Nazis, like, shit is, like, getting far too serious to just be like, you know... But I think today as well, right? Today, yeah, without going too much into something we don't exactly Exactly. know the details of, it looks like there was an anti-Semitic... Yeah right-wing terror attack in the yeah, 40s. Yeah. So, to me, to be a little cavalier about that, you know, I I can't really... But the examples that you've much. just given, Dave, are so extreme yeah. that that's the sort of thing where, I mean, again, without commenting on things that I don't know about, because I've literally just heard about them from you, I would expect uh, the, 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 um, the German FA to step in and yeah. Place sanctions and bans and really do something pretty huge. You can't be having the Hackenkreuz formed form by fans. Yeah, you can't be having uh, the Hitlergruss. I mean, sorry, but this is beyond... Yeah, some kind of joker. Oh, that was a little much, yeah. But I think they did try... They really, in the last few years, they really tried to do something yeah, against it. And they suspended also that, that coach who did this with the, yeah. mm. with the youngsters, this German salute, German salute thing, exclamation mark. Yeah, they fired him and suspended the players. They the club yeah. has been a lot better they, at forcing out individuals. Yeah. Um, but of course, it's it's difficult. In the whole history is difficult. As you said, they they have been refounded from an NBA guy, a former hooligan. Uh, so mm. they emerged kind of like the the, the new club in the early two thousands emerged of hooligan hooligan yeah. culture, and that that's why they they. Now, I mean, in the recent years, in the last five, six, seven years, they really try to do something against it. Okay. But the the thing is, as they as the culture, this hooligan and white wing culture is so far into their into their fan culture, it is it is really difficult. And mm-hmm. as you said before, um, at the beginning they were really at the beginning of the of the re founding of the club in the early two thousands. There there were like sometimes twenty thousand people at the matches in the lower tiers, but then. As all of these incidents occurred, a lot, a lot of the normal people didn't go anymore at the end, and um, so and then then happens what you said that you at the end you are controlled by by these 
hooligan structures and stuff. Because yeah. people who don't support this are not going anymore, maybe. And um, I think that's also a big problem Locke has because these people have still like the the, the, the power over the club because of course they have they have the physical power, you know? I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to, you always say like, I mean, a lot of people say like, why do other people don't stand up against these people? The thing is, there's all for the, the, the physical power somebody okay. can have. Yeah, absolutely. This is a very, very valid point. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, and, and, and two years ago when there was a, there was a, uh, an incident that was in the, in the press where like a few hundred neo-Nazis after a demo attacked the Konovitz, the, the left-wing uh, district of Leipzig. And a lot of these, a lot of these people were were uh, caught by police, and a lot of these people were Lord Leipzig hooligans. So there you can see these people are like professional, so to say, political and football hooligans. Yeah. Uh, and of course, it's hard. I, I cannot understand it. Yeah. It's hard to stand up against these people. Yeah, yeah. it's ter- it's 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 terrifying. Yes, I mean, I would I would if I was in that situation. Yeah. I mean, the expectation of all I would stand up and I wouldn't be scared. I would be very, very terrified, yeah. of course. Plus, I think, and I also understand where people like, you know, Matt or Matthias or fans, um, you get a bit frustrated because your club has this reputation. And even if most of those hooligans have been banned, mm. no one can stop them from wearing a, you know, yes. yellow and blue balaclava and kicking the shit out of someone or smashing windows. And then it's like, okay, you know, the club actually is taking measures to prevent them from going to matches, hmm. but every time they do something, it still reflects yeah. on the rest of the fan base. Yeah. So. When you see for instance, these photos of the, of the incidents when they finally caught these people in Konovitz, you can still see, see the red and uh, the blue and yellow of Lok Leipzig, of mm. course, as you said. Yeah. And it's just, and even when you read like, because now there's also like this this free fight events taking place and in Saxony this very right wing Kampf der Nibelung uh, uh, free fight events and there are a lot of people from the former Hooli- uh, Lok Leipzig hooligans and of course when when people write about it in the press they're still writing like former Lok Leipzig hooligan or Lok Leipzig hooligan yeah. so that that is still like sticks to the club of course yeah and, and they can't really can get rid of it I mean it's it's difficult for them to get rid of it. <coughs> I'm not saying that they do enough already, but they kind of try to do a lot. Yeah. yeah. But it's, yeah. it's difficult. Yeah. Bloody hell! Bloody hell, mate. I can bring it back to some football. Do two minutes in the flight totally. Are you suggesting that it wasn't about football? It's just that, <laughs> are you suggesting that politics and football are two different things? Mm-hmm. <laughs> not who's, that involved in flight. Who was it that mentioned it? Was it? Maybe it was Alex. Or was it you? It was some American, I'm not sure. Who, who tweeted something about, like, Americans finally... <laughs> Americans finally realised that politics and football are the same thing. <laughs> I, I think it was it you or something. I don't think so. It was probably Alex. Alex. It was a very good tweet. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. because I mean, you actually let's just just it's in the same area yeah. just briefly. They the what's the, what's the American FA called? Whatever they are, they uh, well, it wasn't really the. I mean, it was just uh, Major League Soccer. Okay, they um, they they banned. A, a, the a iron sign. front symbol, which is yeah. three downward uh, pointing arrows, uh, which is like an old anti-fascist symbol from the 30s, okay. which um, basically anytime U.S. soccer or Major League Soccer try to do anything political, it blows up in their face because they're fucking idiots <laughs> and don't have any feeling for actual politics or for their own fans. We're like, this is such an obscure symbol. 
almost no American knows what this thing looks like or what it means if you mm. saw it, you know? And then it's flying at um, some Portland and Seattle games because a lot of, like, anti-fascist imagery uh, is going to be flown at these matches. And one thing I'm, like, pretty proud of, what like, when I was going to matches, and it's been five years since I, I've been regularly going, you'd see, like, an Antifa symbol or whatever, and you had the feeling, okay, this was kind of part of the cosplay that goes on with being an ultra in the U.S., where, like, you see these symbols in Germany or Spain or England or Italy, and you need to fly them. With I never saw any of the people who would, like, wear an Antifa shirt at a demonstration. Mm -hmm. But actually, like, once Trump got elected, it seemed to actually, like, bring real politics into the stands. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, it's such an obscure symbol, and the league was, like, this might make, you know, a Trump supporter feel uncomfortable. We're going to ban this, yeah. uh, which is, like, so stupid because they also do so much to promote their own, like, okay, uh, you know, rainbow flags are amazing. We're going to put them on everything because it's been commercialized and depoliticized. But for a lot of people, yeah. it still is, and up until very recently, like, the Supreme Court right now is talking about whether or not trans people can just get fired for no fucking reason. Seriously? Yeah, so like to, to act like Jesus. these issues aren't political is also a kind of typically American thing. And to say that's political, but that's not yeah. obscures uh, kind of a lot of like struggle and organizing behind all of these things. But again... The NBA is having the same problem. Exact problem. China thing, isn't yeah. it? where coaches oh, suddenly have to have opinions on Hong Kong or whatever. <laughs> yeah, just like, oh, yeah. shit, let me get a But then he immediately re retracted because of like, the sponsor issues, yeah. etc. I mean... Yeah, it's a joke. Um, yeah. The, China, the Chinese statement, the Chinese Basketball Association statement, literally started with the line, like, freedom of speech is not acceptable. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> then it was a comma and a kind of, like, caveat. <laughs> <laughs> it did not look... It was like, we don't consider that to be part of freedom of speech. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, MLS are really incompetent. So they took something that no one had really even known much about or heard about. Like I'm sure someone in a, a MAGA hat or whatever uh, wouldn't even know what that symbol is if they're even showing up to soccer games in the first place in Portland and Seattle. Yeah. And so then MLS makes like an international like news story out of something, brings a ton of attention to the cause. And then a couple months later, have to say, oops, we messed up. That's fine. Yeah. After, like, the whole world turned on them. So, in That's the end, true. it worked out. But the fact that it had to happen was just exhausting and unnecessary. I learned so many things, though, from this situation. I learned what this symbol actually means. I'd never heard of it. I had to Google it. Actually, because of the guy who made the Bloody Hell logo, Richard, from Caliex Design, uh, yeah. he made some really cool merchandise. I'm plugging that fully. Not paid, because he pays us. But he does make really cool, like, merchandise. Um... Also, I also learned what the Streisand effect is. I'd never heard of the Streisand effect, but I googled it because someone actually held up a poster saying the Streisand effect. And the Streisand effect is if you ban something, you bring attention to it, and then it ups the um, because apparently Barbara Streisand tried to get photographs of her mansion banned back 10 years ago, and it made everyone want to take photographs of that. And this is what the Streisand effect is. And this, from the MLS, was the Streisand effect. There you go. Well, I learned two sure things. Bloody hell! Bloody hell, mate. I've been away, so I haven't been following, but I've just got back and noticed that Francis Garner, who we, my team follows a lot because we've been kind of, we have good games against him, and so we've been competing against him for promotion, then relegation, then promotion. Mm, yeah. 
and now they are absolutely they are smashing the fights lately. He's written about them in uh, one of our emacs a uh, couple of issues back. Yeah, issue or, two. Uh, I think. They play at the Metro Fußball Himmel. Fußball Metro Fußball Himmel. Fußball Himmel, which is a pitch that I I don't I don't know how the other teams that uh, play there get on, but because it, it's so big, um, I feel like it's quite a hard pitch to score goals on. And they've Sorry, Tessa, how often do you score goals? Just out of curiosity. Hey. You. Me? Yeah. Personally. Yeah. <laughs> Not that often. <laughs> 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 you mean Scarner's, the you mean the team or you mean you? Francis Garner's results over the past few years, <laughs> they've been very much like one nil, two one. Basically you get in, yeah. in the league, it's hard to get back. And um but this year they've scored thirty goals in six games or something, and they're usually relegation candidates and now they're absolutely killing it. So uh, I'm guessing they found a striker. Probably someone that's been kicked out of the Berlin League for a time. <laughs> <laughs> the <breath>. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I've been curious about that as well because I haven't seen him this season, but I've, been, I've obviously been checking the league table. I was really curious, where is this form coming from? Because they are, they are killing it, they are right? Sort of, yeah, it's a bit of an topsy-turvy league, though, because here to say the North are always very good or down the, well, near the bottom. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, so just got to mention it. Where, you, where, where your favourite team... RB to Berlin. RBC, our second. That's okay, right behind, so. so they're back. They're back. They've <laughs> right bounced, behind, they've bounced uh, back. So maybe we should go back out to Marzahn and we'll see. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I, can, uh, I can miss another goal, but. Uh, THC are playing out there. How are uh, the unicorns doing? The unicorns are doing quite well. Yeah, I've, I've, not such a, we're in the division below this season. Not such a good uh, start, but we'll bounce back. One win from how many? One win, yeah. Mm. Four or so. Yeah. No, so no, 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 nothing. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, do you still play for them or? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I've, I've just been on holiday, and I should mention I got on a plane at Lima Airport, bound for Amsterdam. I'm not just bragging about my holiday, by the way. I was walking down the aisle <laughs> to take my seat. There was a dude sat there in an S file tractor box harbour and sweats. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? And I was like, all right, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Do you play for Tractor? He's like, well, well. Yeah, yeah. But he was—he was. He was I, I don't know. He was, I just asked him in German. We should probably clarify for all of our listeners who this team okay. actually are. It's just another flight league uh, in the top league division of the flight league in Berlin. In Berlin, based in um, uh, Friedrichshain as well. Nice little pitch, actually. If you're yeah, I no, remember exactly where. And. Um, he was like, oh, 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 yeah. Anyway, I thought it was quite a random. Moment. That is pretty random. <laughs> what was but, he doing in And I was like, I played for SFC Friedrichshain. Yeah. And he said, he played, I don't know what he was doing there. He said he played the season a while, a few years back, and that was it. You, 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 you got the. Match. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. That was, I just thought it was better seeing that than someone in a Liverpool shirt or something. I completely agree, mate. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it gets everywhere. It's an international league, but it is. <laughs> Bloody hell! Bloody hell, mate. We can wrap it up a little bit, but before who took a little bit, a little bit who took a. Oh, please, yeah. Yeah. because we always, we always talk about and we mock them, and we we because they never win games and they they continually get relegated, and it looked like at the start of the season they were going to get relegated again. I think this season there are two. Yeah. Of, ah, the Christie got our eins. I think they are. Okay, okay. What league were they in when we started? 
Landesliga. Landesliga. That has been a serious fall from grace, actually. Well, they they started. Remember, they were they were just before we started here. They were Oberliga. Yeah. Then they went to Berlin Liga, Landesliga, yeah. now they're in um, Bezirksliga and then Kreisliga. They're in Kreisliga now. They had a, this typical start of the season. I think four games ago they lost like twenty nil or something. But they've now won two games in three in two games from three, which is astonishing form for them. To be honest, I think it's I think like the you most I think they've had in a year. Yeah, but I mean, um, Paul, you mentioned that their their win, the first win, the was first the win, yeah. was the first in what like a season or yeah, one year. Yeah, they won back in September the last time, two thousand eighteen, and then they won again in September two thousand nineteen. Yeah, and then they and lost they again, the and then they won. They won three two the other day. So is there a chance they won't get relegated? There is. I mean, they've won yeah, two. Games. There is a chance. Three. Yeah, that's a, that's an amazing form for them. Yeah, that's like truly. If they don't get relegated, that's the end of the world. But I like want to do. I'm not that I hate them, but apparently they're not the nicest club. But if they got relegated, I think that actually might have been the record for the most relegations consecutively in Germany, right? I think. I think it's. Sure. I think it's currently at like four. Because they went Oberliga. Okay. But not consecutive. I mean, it was no, to go from no, Oberliga no. to Berlin Liga. To Landesliga, to Bezirksliga, yeah. to Kreisliga. Actually, it's, I think it's at five. five wow. And if they got relegated one more time, that would be the record. I'm fairly sure. Six on the trot is, I mean, come on. Yeah, it's purely sporting and not like going into administration. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's hard but to do. Their players changing every season then. I, honestly, the I, I don't know enough. <laughs> but I've actually been curious about this because if you look at like the social media, they quite often post about like the youth the the youth team and how they've like won like eight nil and I was like, just let them play in that case. <laughs> it couldn't go any worse. Yeah. But then I think on the sea on the, the weekend that they won their second in uh, in three games, the the Hütterkel's, um second team lost like twenty nil. So I was like, okay, so, so it's, it's not team. really Who's playing in the second? They team? might have swapped <laughs> them around. Just they, consolidate. They, I mean, if you think about the first team won and the second team lost twenty nil, maybe they're just like, okay, let's just have a switch here and see what happens. <laughs> oh, we just realized the second team is much better than the first. We yeah. should switch them six yeah. years ago. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. We'd still, still be like the second team are yeah. playing at like regionality. Yeah. Yeah. They could have gone up five times straight. They three. might have been like this fight at Bundesliga by now, you know. Yeah. Well, I'm pleased for them. Yeah, I would like to be. I just want to get relegated because I wouldn't break that record. You're you're a nicer yeah. person than me, Westy. Also, to be fair, they do make up like fifty percent of the content of our tweet. tweet that is true. That is very true. Come to us for yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much, everyone. From you, Dave Brannick. From you, Andy uh, West, <laughs> and Paul Ramon. And from me, Ben. Thank you for listening. If you did. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Talk to you soon, Mom. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Bloody hell! Bloody hell!